Running sales, promotions, and discounts is something almost every store does. And there's no promotions app more advanced than bold discounts. It's the easiest way to set up and automate a sale without coupon codes. Think of bold discounts as your store's advanced sale engine. The amount of flexibility in this thing is wild. Listen to this. You can choose whether or not coupon codes are allowed during a sale. It supports smart deal stacking. Let's say you've got overlapping promotions. The app will automatically choose the best offer between the two. And I love that you can add custom HTML to products on sale. So this is great for easily and automatically adding wording to your products like clearance sale, all sales final, etc. They've even added new sales icons and countdown timers. So now if you're running a store-wide sale, you can add their countdown timer in your header, homepage, wherever you want. No coding needed. And that's just scratching the surface of stuff it could do. So if you're looking for a way to automate sophisticated sales in your Shopify store, maybe for flash sales or upcoming holidays, Bold Discounts will get you up and running within seconds. And as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their discounts app free for two months. To get this special offer, go to kurtelster.com slash bold, and you'll be able to install it from there. That's kurtelster.com slash bold. What's the number one customer support request you get? I bet it's, hey, where's my order? My friends at Ventov, makers of SEO Meta Manager, have a solution for this. It's called Order Lookup, and it lets customers look up their orders, right, good name, with either their email or order number, reducing the order inquiries you get in your inbox. We use it on our own high-volume Shopify Plus client stores like Hoonigan and Yvonne Stells to provide real-time order info to customers with a fully customizable order lookup page so you can keep that thing on brand. And hey, if you're a dropshipper, it even works with ePacket. You can get a seven-day free trial when you search order lookup in the App Store. Uh, all right. So I'm at the office, as you can see, if you're watching a video. But if you're listening in audio, it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> and how is it at Westfield Old Orchard Mall in scenic Skokie, Illinois? Uh, empty. There's no one here. You know, on a weekday, <laughs> there generally weren't like a ton of people. But yeah, two weeks ago I went, and on a Saturday it was packed. And everybody's wearing masks. But like half of them had their noses out, but there's a ton of people. And then I went last Sunday and there was like, on, it was Father's Day, it was like 10% as many people. And it was like 50-50 if they were wearing a mask and 50-50 if the ones with masks were wearing them versus holding them. It's, it's a little strange. Yeah, there's like, uh, there's a smattering of stores open. I think Macy's is, Macy's is open. The Starbucks is open. A couple of the closing stores are open. Sir Latab is not open. Yeah, and it's there's no like rhyme or reason to who is and isn't open. So we like I took my kid with me, and he's like, "I want a big treat." I'm like, all right. So I tried to go to Auntie Anne's, and it's closed. It was closed last time too. All right, I don't know the rhyme or reason there, but it's closed. And I go next door to Mrs. Fields Cookies. There's only one girl working, and she's not wearing a mask or gloves. So I was like, all right, doing a 180, <laughs> just exiting. I don't know if she didn't notice that everyone else is wearing masks or what the deal here was. <laughs> Speaking of masks, I had a run-in with whatever the male equivalent of a Karen is. It, every merchant who can seems to be selling masks, which I think is great. You know, suddenly there's this new 
accessory cross sell fashion item that everybody needs, right? And uh, one merchant sent me a mask, and nor I would say who they are, but for the story gets a little weird, so I'm not gonna out them. They sent me a mask, and I loved it. It, you know, I've had problems with getting a mask that like fits right and looks right, and they sent me one. It's perfect. And they sent ones that fit my kids. Those are the first ones that fit my kids right. So I was very excited. I was very grateful. I thanked the man. And as a thank you, I said, well, here's, you know, here's an honest review and testimonial for it. Here you go. And they added this to their website. Literally, like, within days of them adding it, a random person I don't know messages me on Facebook and goes, I thought you'd like to know that this testimonial that you put on this website is making you look really bad. Because I ordered from them, and I didn't get my order. I was like, what? So, if you didn't get your order, the first thing you do is go find everyone who left a positive review about a positive experience, track them down, and then warn them about it? Well, I think it's because you're like a celebrity. and so Are you know, we assuming that he knew who I was? Uh, he did track you down. Well, I mean, it had my name on it. Just Google the name. Well, and then he could see you were a celebrity. And then he, well, and then you were lending your name, which is like, I gotta find this guy who had a good experience and tell him. I thought it was very strange. Oh, no, it is very strange. (laughs) That guy's a psycho. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah. So I said, like, look, number one, I'm not, I'm not their customer support. Number two, I had a great experience with it and I left an honest review. And number three, if I had a bad customer experience, my first thought would not be go track down all the reviewers and let them know. And he was like, I'm just trying to help you. Sorry for bothering you. Like, okay, bye. How is he helping you by being like, well, your, his argument, <laughs> your good experience is negated. You didn't his argument one. was that I look bad and no one would do business with me in the future because this one company had a misdelivered order for one customer that I had a positive experience with. Yeah. It's quite the stretch. <laughs> his experience is universal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was a very never had anything like that happen. I thought it was very strange. You're correct. Yeah, and I was simulta- I was mildly annoyed, but also fascinated, like watching a uh, a car crash. Like that's not good, but I can't look away. The all right. Enough with my my goofball cold open. Uh, anything you'd like to share with the rest of the class, Mister Rita? Uh, I, you know, I know you were spending a lot of time on your, uh, networking at your house and then, oh you my came, gosh. and then you came and visited my house and like, I love your house, saw that my setup was better than yours. And I'm really sorry <laughs> that like your feelings got hurt. Well, so yeah, working from the home office and, uh, we're reliant on Wi-Fi for everything in our house and the, like the, the placement of the front office in this house was problematic because number one, a bunch of ducting runs through the wall. And then on the other side of the wall is a bathroom mirror, which turns out those can block Wi-Fi. It's like a huge bathroom mirror. And because of that, if I then closed my doors to record this podcast or do a Zoom call, my internet would get horribly bad. And so finally I went through my full-on dad project, just pulled Cat6 cable through the walls, hardwiring everything. I spent too much money on a, a mesh router setup. I was very pleased with it. And then I went to your house. And you had a network attached storage device, and that was very exciting. <laughs> if you're like really geeky and nerdy and like to fiddle like me, uh, yes, I got very excited about your network attached storage device, and I bought a used one off eBay, and I look forward to messing with it. Yeah, so uh, 
I spent a lot of time and effort on my networking setup, which was buying a wireless router <laughs> and putting it in the laundry room in the basement. And then I was done. Ugh. It oh, works breaking great. My heart. <laughs> the no, but uh, seriously, your new house extremely nice. I really liked it, and there's a lot of stuff that you got really lucky with. Where like, you know, they had literally dozens of outdoor lights for their the garden on all four sides of the house. Which that either you pay a professional like ten to twenty grand to do that, or you spend a lot of time bearing cable yourself. Yeah. In I, addition to like a couple grand on hardware. Yeah, I, I hate those. It feels like living oh. in the White House or in like the middle of a prison break. <laughs> I pulled I pulled out Wait. all the plugs like the first week. <laughs> oh, either set set up the timer so they run for like an hour at dusk or no. just pull pull some of the lights so you have fewer. It, all right. If anyone just the, I'm just issuing a call out here. If anyone wants to come to my house and take the outdoor lights or some plants, you're free to take them. I do not want them. I'm not doing any work outside. On my way. Say no more. <laughs> I want to sit in my nice, cool basement and be left alone. All right. We better start the show before people are like, what? Is this show about e-commerce or bizarre home improvement? Though I'll assume, I mean, the Wi-Fi is vaguely related. But all right. The two things we'll be talking about on today's show is, number one, why you probably messed up your menus and what to do about it. All right. And number two. We're going to do another direct-to-consumer teardown, only we're going differently with it. The other teardowns have been like these really high-design, really cool websites that had a ton of uh, effort and a big team went into it and a massive amount of money. We're going the other way. We're going to tear down a site that is straightforward, is simple, and probably makes a ton of money on its own as well. Well, I don't know if it makes a ton of money, but we're going to point out where they can maybe do better. All right, yeah. So I think we'll do something a little different with that. Uh would you like to jump into menu madness? Well, it's I don't think it's fair for me to start the menu conversation because this entire menu conversation is going to center on literally one topic, which is the thing you hate most in the entire universe. Like worse than like Nazis or like <laughs> racism or poverty or anything. You hate this more than all of those. And what is the thing I hate? You hate it when someone does not have a focused menu and places all the products under a single heading that's like shop. And then oh. it's a drop down with all the products. But then there's oh. 10 other things in the menu that are not shop. Oh, oh even hearing you describe it. Oh, geez, Rick. Uh, so, yeah. So I think main menus are like one of the easiest overlooked optimizations for most Shopify stores. Because it's one of those, it's deceptively simple. Like, it's one of those things where you could, the default setup just is wrong inherently. All right? So they, my, and when people go, oh, what's your, what are your pet peeves about Shopify stores? I'll tell you right now, it's number one, if your main menu has a home link. Number two, if all of your products and collections live under a shop dropdown, well, you get less ire if you use a mega menu for that. But still, don't do it. And then if you've got like all kinds of nonsense not related to shopping in that main menu, you know, this drives me insane. I wasn't thinking about this when I picked the store we were doing today, but you're going to have a lot of feelings about the store we're doing today. Oh, <laughs> okay, good. It'll be an illustrated example. <laughs> so, well, th think about this. If you go, those are the, well, those are the three things you shouldn't do, right? Is you don't need the home link. Why? Because everyone knows they can click the, uh, 
the logo to go back to home. They could use the back button. And in e-commerce, realistically, the homepage is not that important once they have started shopping, right? The homepage is essentially the storefront. It's an overview. What And when they go to a collection of product page, now they're inside the store and shopping. That home link really does not need to be in the main menu well, at all, ever. Yeah, I mean, that's why we use the metaphor of the funnel in that, you know, every time they make another step down the funnel, you kind of don't want them to go backwards. Like, that's, that's a exactly. loss if they have to go back. And that's the same reason why I don't like having social media icons or even blog links in the main menu or in the header because those things were meant to get people to the site, right? A social media presence, an ad or a shared post got them to click through to the site. Let's not send them back to the psychologically addictive network. And like, say with the blog, the blog existed to drive organic search from Google to the site. Why are we sending them back to it? We just want them to shop. Um, so that, but if, if you look at uh, any major online store, Amazon, Best Buy, Target, Walmart, their main menu will exclusively link to products or categories. That's it. There is nothing else in there. Maybe there's like a comparison or decision site, but that's just another, you know, an alternative to a shopping page. It's just a variation on a collection page, really. That's, I mean, if it's an online store, it needs to be ex focused exclusively on shopping that main menu. Everything else can live in a top menu. It can live in a uh, in your footer links, and people will know to find it there because that's also how all the major retail websites do it. All the other info goes into the footer. Uh, or if you absolutely need it, we could do like a little support dropdown and literally call it that. It's the last link in the main menu. It says support, and it and then have some items under it like FAQ, manage my return, where's my order, so an order, uh, bold returns manager, and vent off order lookup will work for those two, and then a contact us. Uh, Boom, there, I've got, like, all my, my scenarios covered. And then that frees up that rest of that main menu to just be categories and shopping. <sighs> now, the reason I think people screw this up is, number one, the def when you spin up a Shopify store, that default main menu is, like, home. I think it, it just has, like, home and shop in it. It does, yeah. So, out of the box, Shopify's going, hey, here's what you need. Um, and then they just, rather than revise those, they slowly add stuff to it. And then pretty soon you have like this gigantic unwieldy menu. So what do you do? Well, you, the Shopify menu editor is very easy. You start drag, you drag and drop the stuff under shop. So I get why this happens. Um, so what do we do instead? Well, I think the, you know, I like that, that support example. Like first, just remove all the stuff that's non-shopping related, I think is the easy answer. So footer, top menu, and if you have to, we could put it in a support men drop down at the end of the main menu. But this is my, that's your backup plan if you don't have any other options. Well, and I think, um, there, I think there's space to, um, to have not, uh, to have a high up navigation in the page, but not necessarily a main navigation in the page. You know, I think a lot of what we think of talk is me through that. sort of like, um, you know, that area, sort of an area up top where we have like a notification bar or whatever. Like uh, there's a lot of stores that have two or three little support type links up there. That's maybe like the about us menu. or like, like Turbo us. has that top menu above the logo. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking about something like that. Whereas, like, that's not the main. Yeah, menu, yeah, I like that. But it's not necessarily hidden down in the footer. It's a secondary header menu. I think, and I think the main sin, the main sin we want to eradicate is mixing. I'm going to call those supporting links. Mixing supporting links with shopping links. I don't think it should. Right. It shouldn't be in a giant pile. That doesn't mean the supporting links need to be hidden. Maybe they. Maybe it works better for them to be not 
only down on the footer, but your best case scenario is to not mix supporting links and shopping links, which is like, that's right. truly the sin that we hate. Yes. So we've got like those informational interior brochure pages, right? We want to get those out. That's step one. Then step two. All right. At this point, we're left with just a single link that says shop probably. And it's a big drop down. Get rid of shop. Just drag all of that stuff out into parent categories. So let's say you're an apparel retailer and you sell uh, men's and women's clothing. Okay. Men is a drop down. Women is a drop down. And then like new and sale. And the idea like men and women can have um, big mega menus, right? That would be one way to do it. Or actually a really good apparel menu, mega menu is uh, Hoonigans, the Hoonigan.com. That one's all custom that we did. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of mega menus, well, first off, I think you dove too quick into mega menus. So first off, take whatever your did. whatever your top mega menus advance. It is it's an advanced thing to it's set up. It's an advanced thing. I think the thing is to take your top level navigation categories that are under shop. I mean, under shop. Hopefully, and, you only have like four or five choices. Pull those five choices out and make them the main menu. There you go. Now and I. You could have okay. drop downs under those, and now those drop downs can be regular or they could be mega menus. You know, if you want to get crazy with it, but I think that's okay. the first step is to break that shop menu out into the into it just being your sole main menu. All right, step step one: all the info, interior brochure stuff leaves, goes elsewhere. Top menu, drop down or footer menu. Next, we break out my shop menu into parent categories. So if it's like shop, and then you know, men, women, shirts, pants, shoes, boots, whatever. All right, we start breaking those out by just making them their own parent-level categories in the menu such that we don't need shop. Another rule of thumb is, you know how phone numbers are, are seven digits? Well, that's because seven digits is around, like, the most people can work with in their head without writing it down. So I try to limit each individual link list to five items, if possible, right? So my main menu would have, like, five parent categories and then you know maybe seven max, and then each drop-down menu in there ideally has a max of five items or it's a mega menu. Okay. We can have like, you know, uh, those are five columns and maybe it's five link lists in there and each has five items max. Yeah. So I want to do that. And I mean, the, what's the math there? We now have 25 things inside our yeah. menu. If you can't, if you can't narrow your store down to 25 different collections, you sell too much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Either. Well, in, uh, another thing that, uh, merchants who are early in their experience do is like, all right, the first thing is the, like home, shop, about us, contact, look, and main menu. All right, you move yourself past that. Then the next thing you do, after you listen to some some jackass named Kurt tell you that you did it wrong, you get the the next thing that people do wrong is they, they go too far the other way and they get too granular. And that's where you see it's like, you know, a drop-down menu, and it's like shop, plants, perennials, evergreen hot and like it dr drills down three drop down menus and the last one is like a literal product link you don't have to get that granular with it you know if you take me to a collection page that has 24 items on it that's completely fine then i could use tag filtering a sidebar filter uh sorting i could figure it out from there if you got that far the next thing you could do is use Google Analytics to figure out revenue per collection, per product type, per page, and then use that to resort the menu so that if possible, like, you know, sometimes grouping these things, there's a natural sense and order to it. Um, but ideally, then you could use Google Analytics to decide what comes first in the list. So the higher, the stuff more likely to be purchased 
should go further up in the list, sooner in the list, whatever. Now, let's say you're really struggling with this. You're like, I have tried. I cannot wrap my head around it. All right. The, the easy way out, not the easy way out, but the, the best solution here is pretty low tech called a card sort exercise. Take all your links, print them on a piece of paper, cut it out, glue them to index cards. And this is, I had, have just done this for uh, asutra.com. I'm about to do it for harney.com. The, they had big menus and like at, a, so at some point, the menu gets so big where you're like, I just can't keep all that in my head and figure out how this thing should be arranged. Sorry, you get, you make an index card for every single link and parent category and then uh, sort them into piles, into groups where you're like, okay, you know, what if, which of these things make sense together? And if you get, want to get really fancy, you have multiple people do it individually and see, to try and come up with a consensus. But even if you just do it yourself, you'll be better off. Um, and then from there, then start laying them out on the ground and rearrange your menu that way. Like I literally sit on the floor with these index cards and rearrange them to get to my darn menu system. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it, it's, yeah. So from the, the last one I did, it was great. Like I arranged it all on the ground. I took a photo of it and then I came down the next day. Like I knew I was getting close, but I wasn't happy with it. I came down the next day, discovered that our uh, robot vacuum had also decided to rearrange it. There were just like cards everywhere. So fortunately, I take it a photo, rearranged it again. And then once I'd slept on it, and this is often the case with, with decisions, once I slept on it, then I was like, okay, it made way more sense. And I was able to just quickly rearrange it, take a picture of it, send it to the client, go, hey, how does this look? What do you think? Um, and then rearrange from there. So I like those card sorts. Anybody could do it. It's low tech. You just need index cards. I guess you don't even necessarily need that. You just print it on a piece of paper and go. Yeah. If you have like eight items, obviously we don't have to do this, but you know, if you've got, in our example, if you could easily get to 20, 25 items, 25 to 50 items in a big menu is not crazy. And that's where these card sort exercises yeah, that's are if you, helpful. That's if you really have crazy amounts of stuff. And then, so I guess then we w could move on to mega menus and, you know, mega, mega menus are just, instead of text in the, instead of only text in them, you have, you know, like categories, product listings, images called action images, that sort of stuff in a big old menu that has a bunch of things in it. And if you want a great, uh, a great mega menu example, check out Keysmart, getkeysmart.com. We just launched them. Oh, that one's so nice. I know. That's, so pretty. Yeah. That's the turbo mega menu with some bonus modifications by me. Um, to add new types inside of them, you know, and, and, a, and a good written mega menu is almost like your homepage in that it has different little section blocks in it. And then you could add new blocks and then rearrange them and move them around. So that uh, mega menu allows you to like get way more information than just like shoes in there. You could have pictures of shoes. You could have a listing of the best selling shoes because you're using yes. up the entire screen real estate. Yeah, I like that. The downside to the mega menu is they're they could be fiddly and a little technical to set up. Many themes now support a mega menu, so it's like number one, does your theme support it? And then if it does, don't just go trying to poke around in the theme to figure it out. I could not even do that. I if it's a new theme I haven't played with, I gotta set up the mega menu. I go find a sc their screencast video on how to do it. Watch that, and then you won't be tearing your hair out. You'll understand. Okay, this is how I do it. And if your if your theme doesn't support a mega menu, I know like we talk about when should I upgrade themes? That's sort of a you should upgrade themes level issue, I think. 
Because I think any well, if, let's any say, theme worth its salt released in the last two years has a mega menu. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have an estimate of like, all right, I got to pay a designer developer to build a mega menu for me into my theme? What does that take? How realistic is that? Um, well, I've done it before, so I don't think it's that crazy. Like I have it, like I have like the code for so, it saved, so I could plausible. pop it in there. Yeah, it's plausible. Um, uh, I mean, it would take it takes a couple days. I mean, it would take a day or two. It would take a day or two, but that's also because I literally have one in my back pocket that I've written okay. that we've injected into other people's themes. I think I did that for um, uh, who are the guys that do the workout stuff? <laughs> well, the w- I don't know if it's going to be expressed to anybody. I'm not that into the gym, so I don't remember. <laughs> the women's workout stuff. Oh, constantly varied gear, yeah. the leggings. Constantly varied gear, yeah. They, I wrote that they needed an entire mega menu from scratch. I'm writing, I actually, I've been writing down our, our menu men, mega menu examples and like good menu examples for people to check out. Yeah, don't. Down Keysmart, Hoonigan, CVG. Don't look at constantly varied gear. Look at Keysmart. Keysmart's the, the true winner. Yeah, Keysmart's really good. It's uh, image-driven. It's not heavy. And one of the really clever things that site does is some of the parent... They've got the support stuff in the main menu, but the shopping links are all bolded, and then the support and info links are not. So it makes it feel like it's a secondary menu, but it's really just the same main menu. Hold up. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. I know I have. There's just a pile of packages in front of my door. I can't even get the front door open. But if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your list, send memorable emails, automate critical messages, and more. Way, way more. That's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Keysmart use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Now, whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started! Visit Klaviyo.com to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. Dot com. Talk to him. <sighs> and should we move on to this teardown sure. of this site that I'm not familiar with? <laughs> yeah, because you're like not really from Chicago. You're like a fake. You're like, I'm not into sports or like beefs or, <laughs> you know, like doing things. <laughs> Look, I lived in Albany Mar- Park, two blocks from Lawrence and Pulaski behind the world famous Admiral Theater Strip Club. For many years in wonderful Chicago, Illinois. All right. All right. All right. Fine. And I was born in, in Park. Park Ridge, Illinois. Right? Yeah. Same as you. No, wrong. I was born in Chicago. And we could, from there, it's literally next to the city limits. You walk, we, we could walk to Chicago and be in Chicago. And then we just take the train downtown. Oh, I'm Chicago proper. I'm, Leave me alone. I'm just saying you're too, so offended. You're too fancy. You're not. A, you're not. A, I'm not into sports. You're That's not the a blue collar guy like me. That's what I'm trying to say. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Said the e-commerce developer. <laughs> hey, I'm. It's like, you, like 
Do you use a shovel when you're picking up the coal that powers the server like and a, tossing it into the furnace? It's like a building trades job at this point in our new modern economy. Uh, I see. All right. So we're going to be tearing down. We're going to be looking at uh, MarconiFoods.com. Marconi, like the guy that invented the radio, dash foods.com. Marconi, like the villain from the first Nolan Batman movie? Uh, no, that is actually not. It's the mobster. It's, uh, that's uh, Maroney. It's Sal Maroney. Maroney! <laughs> Sorry. My God. See what I'm talking about, people? All right, I guess I'm, He's not, I, all he I do is disappoint you. That's true. You do. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fraud. Uh, so they're the uh, fine pur- purveyors of Giardinera and Sport Peppers and various other Itali- Chicago-specific Italian foods. And Hold on. Tell us why this Giardinera is important. It says on the bottle, original Chicago style. What would I find this Jardinera in? Well, I don't know. On everything. It's like this is it, the Jardinera is critical to doing a proper Italian beef, cr- which is very much a Chicago. Thing. Well, yes. Or you could put it on pizza. You could put it on hot dogs. I hate it on pizza. My wife loves it on pizza. I find it disgusting. Um, you know, I love spicy, and of course, I love pizza. But yeah, I don't like Jardinera on pizza. I do when I still eat meat. Jardinera on the Italian beefs was critical yes. to the success. I don't. I, we could easily we could do twenty minutes on what defines a Chicago hot dog. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I, and I don't believe it's Jardinera. No, it's not. But it, I think it still counts. I think you can like it's like a cousin, and I think you put Jardinera on beef. I I don't put it on sausage, but if I got a combo, I probably would put it on. So there you go. So, okay, which do you put on your hot dog first, the jardinera or the ketchup? I put, oh, my God, you <laughs> monster. Uh, all, right, all right, so we were looking at a website. Yeah, so MarconiFoods.com, they're a local brand. Uh, this came to mind because my brother, who lives in San Francisco, uh, was craving some and had to build and buy a build-your-own Marconi case that he then had shipped to himself which is one of the services they offer on this website. So do you know how long this website's been up? Is this like a, like a lot of food brands had to go direct to consumer because of the pandemic? I don't know. They've been up. I think it's been up for a while. Um, they use a theme. They bought a theme off a theme store. It's capital by we theme. It's 180 bucks. Uh, okay. So I think they've been selling DTC for a while now. But yes, they're available all right. in all of your finer Chicago grocery stores. You know, and what's nice is whenever we, uh, when I do a a product like this, where it's like normally sold in stores, especially a food product where it sits on a shelf, people recognize the label, the color and the fonts and the layout. So you want to try and mimic that on the site. And immediately I see they've done that. And they're lucky. The label's very straightforward. It's just a few primary colors. And what is very clearly Helvetica bold is the font. <laughs> so you don't even have to load a web font. Like, boom, you're good to go. Helvetica. Can't lose. Uh, but as we can see, they've committed the... Cri- are you, you're screen sharing this, right? I am recording the screen. I have the homepage up in front of me. Okay. I have the pop-up open. Oh. I'd, Do we want to address this pop-up? I don't know. I think I already dismissed it, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So it's it's got a it's got a banner where it shows what is an Italian beef with Jardinera on it. It's thrilling. And uh, there's like a Marconi brand um, ribbon or badge on it. And then it says, enter your email address to receive exclusive content offer, exclusive content, offers, recipes, and more. 
You ever notice that these email signups always end with and more? Like, what's the more? Well, it's just anything that I guess it could be anything. You better sign up. A personal letter from the CEO. In order to get it. Some guy's going to email you about how he set up his Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we go to the menu, main menu here. And what have they done to this menu? They're committing the cardinal. Oh, error. my God. See, and, and all right. And, oh, just read the menu. So we have home. I weep. Don't need it. All products with a drop down. Recipes are tradition, which is pretty much about us. FAQ, in case you know you got beef FAQs, and contact us. Uh, I think the recipes could be interesting. What What is this? I got the Law & Order theme, because we are about to hear about the, the navigation crimes oh Marconi has committed and has been found guilty. Uh. All right. I'm doing shtick apologize taking that thing away from you uh but yeah look under all products they have six things under all products just make those six things your main menu problem solved oh all right so when i think about the problem with main menus and it's like on a site like this it's a great example um i rem- i think about how restaurant websites used to be before you grubhub and doordash like ran over everybody and it was always like you landed on the website and there's like a animated flash intro that's like our food experience you know and all you wanted was the menu the address of the times and that's it and like that was buried and you probably couldn't get it and possibly they just uploaded the pdf they sent to the printer for the menu that's how i feel about main menus like this one it's like you if i'm interested in marconi foods they just sell jardinera it's pickled jalapenos in a jar i don't need to learn about their tradition or they're like the recipes. I already know what I'm doing with it. Uh, they're FAQ at contact us. How many people are contacting you that it needs to be in the main menu? Put that in the footer, right? FAQ all accept. They've got a search thing in the upper left. What am I searching for here? There's six products. Uh, first of all, there's way more than oh. six products. There's just six categories of products. Yeah, you jerk. <laughs> oh, I thought those were... It's like olives. All right, I'm going to take you to the olives page. No, you're right. Those are collections. Yeah. There's six collections. And second of all, maybe read about their tradition when Vincent Formosa, who came to this America from Sicily, <laughs> and his family's dream of giving us delicious hot peppers. So leave them alone. All right, I will say the tradition page is very nice. They've got these old <laughs> original photos. One is even sepia-toned. Oh, but still my beating heart. And, oh, wow, they're talking about... Uh, how they move from downtown to Desplaines. We, that's where we, we grew up, right there. Yeah, actually, their their story, they call it our tradition. That's, it, it is a perfect about page. Yeah, I think... I just wish it had... I would put some uh, of that on the homepage. Uh, there's no call to action here. Uh, oh, the, none of this is on the homepage? Yeah, I would scroll down on the homepage. So then we got, like, condiments that right. reign supreme. That's like an ad. We don't need that. We're already on the website. Uh, well, right above that, it says about us. Yeah, but and you get I would like a two. You get a three sentence version of the about page, but they should have a call to action on there. Like, hey, learn more. I would make it smaller and get one of the images. Make the text smaller. Get one of the images on there, and then you'd have some more text. Give me like oh, one yeah, third the, of that the about alternating page. left right images. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Condiments reign supreme. Don't need that. Why is that even there? You don't need to sell us on it. Well, and then when you click it, it doesn't even go anywhere. Yep, it's just an image stuck in the page. Uh, then we got uh, Marconi Sport Peppers, Marconi Hot Jardinera. Definitely their top two selling items, I would say. So Right. The Sport Peppers are for Chicago dogs, and the Jardinera is for Italian beef. <laughs> so that's good. I like that. 
I think the fact that you got the weird little Italian man like next to it doesn't necessarily make it seem like it's like a little illustration. Yeah, that doesn't make it seem like it's an actual product. I guess. Oh, I, it doesn't take you to the product page. It takes you to those collections because there's different levels of hot. Um, but then, it, well, actually, they go they go to collections. Both of them go to collections slash, slash all. all. It's a oh. listing of all the collections on the page. That's terrible. So that that's a miss. That's a. Bad. I'm sorry. Collection slash all is literally all of your product catalog gets dumped out. Yeah. That's so easy fix there. That's a miss. If you're going to show me a picture of spore peppers or hot jardinera, send me to a collection or a product page for those things. Uh, so then we got another art tradition that's taking you to our tradition and a product. Which again, that just needs this about us at the top of the homepage and then our tradition at the bottom. These things just all need to be combined. Yeah. And then finally, we have a homepage product, which is the mild jardinera, which I think is a bad choice. I think hot is the hot is got to be your biggest seller. I might be wrong. But, or why can't it just be a product option like Jardinera? Hot heat level, hot mild, mild. Hot. Another question. Well, and here let's notice this. Yeah. So, a jar of Jardinera is probably four bucks, four bucks in a store, five bucks maybe. Uh, okay. It's hard to make a profit selling online five dollar items because you got to pay for shipping, you got to yep. pay for packing. I mean, Marconi is a supermarket brand. They're selling supermarkets cases of it. So. If you look, they get around it by the smallest amount you could buy is a three pack for 12 bucks, which is an interesting solution that I don't think I've ever seen before from places that are like, you know, our individual items don't have enough margins. Okay, we're just going to force people to buy multiples. You can't just buy one. Okay. What do you think? You know, the normally this would be an issue, but it's 12 bucks for three. And like three is going to last me a year, a long time. Yeah, at least. Yeah. I mean, how much Jardinera am I really using? So yeah, I could buy a three pack, six pack or a case now. And it says buy a case and save, but it doesn't actually list the savings. So if you want to oh, do this yeah. at Shopify, it's very easy. You say in the variant option, let's say, um, all right. So a three pack, you get 12 is 12 bucks. So these are, they're four bucks a bottle. So what you do for the case where it says 12 jars you would say you would set compare at price to forty eight dollars. They're selling it to thirty five, so then it would be like it would say forty eight with a strike through, and then be like thirty five. You save you know, X percent. Yeah, so like they're offering me a deal on this uh, upsell, but then they're not really doing anything to sell me on it. Like unless I actually do the math to figure it out. So yeah, I wish there was a yeah. That's definitely just have that right up next to the price up there and yeah i think you're right have the three or four heat levels of jardinera have those just be variants well let's assume i mean since this stuff is here this is what they're known for this is their best-selling product why is this not the first thing on the homepage? i had a real i had to scroll past a bunch of nonsense an image that doesn't go anywhere a sentence fragment of an about page uh two links about the their best products that don't go to the right link a giant image of some hot dogs that also goes to the about page. And then finally one product. Uh, yeah. Bad choice. Mm -mm. Yeah. Alternatively, what would be cool is you, I mean, just a feature collection, bestsellers. And that's the second thing. It's like hero image, ideally hero video, and then Jardinera peppers, just a collection of my Jardinera peppers. Relish. Yeah, they got relish. They got hot. And then so, and then they got this thing here 
if you scroll down a little more, they got kind of a collection listing of Jardinera and Peppers. And they have this build your own case option, which, you know, let's click on that. I mean, because that's, I think, I maybe I think that's going pretty well for them. That's what led me here in the first place. Uh, so you build your own. Oh, build your own case. Yeah, uh, okay. of six different jars of whatever various products you want. All their jars, they use one jar for all their products, so it doesn't Hold on, matter. There's, there's a display issue uh, I need to point out. Okay. Two issues with their featured collection. One, it's a slider instead of a grid, and the buttons are gray on a gray background. Oh, I, so most people are not going to notice that this is a slider. I didn't. It's okay to use a grid. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that at all i didn't notice that like if you're so afraid of showing more than four products then just show four products or you know man up and put a grid a collection grid in here i don't know why everybody uses the slider for feature collections on the home page makes me crazy um and then the other issue besides that is they've got these really nice consistent photos except for the build your own case which is a different size than the others so in the theme they could have like there's ways to fix that uh, with a little bit of custom styling, or just crop everything to the same ratio. All right, but now I have headed to the build your own yeah, case. Yeah, so uh, build your own case, six pack for 20 bucks, which is also what we were going to be charged for our generator. We were going to be charged 20 bucks for six of them. Oh, oh boy. I just, I read how Yes, it works. so here's the problem. We have a product builder app where we're bundling, we're building product bundles, essentially is what's happening here. Uh, and the way that they handle it is you're just going to buy the build your own case and then okay. when you go in the checkout, there's going to be a field that says special instructions, and you need to type out the six products you want from them. And then they will <laughs> fill your case for you. Literally, customize your own case of 12 Marconi Jardinera products, exclamation point. Again, no exclamation points. We're not selling tickets to the circus. Please enter in the special instructions during checkout which of the Jardinera products you would like in your case. For example... You may say you'd like six jars of hot and six jars of mild. Or you may say you'd like two jars of hot, two jars of medium, and two jars of mild Jardinera, and six jars of hot Jardinera relish. What the heck? Do you imagine, like, the customer support nightmare this thing must be? Or do you think they just kind of, like, they interpret, they do, like, a creative interpretation of, I'm sure, the crazy misdirections that people type in this thing? Or are they just like on the phone all the time calling people? Like, hey, I hope for, I hope uh, for their sake that this is like not very popular because I can imagine supporting your it. Your brother, yeah, did I know. It. I can imagine it being a nightmare. And then they've got the social share buttons on there under the yeah under the the product form. Oh, get, I get rid of those things. If you heat map it, I guarantee one out of two thousand people at best use them. Just if we progress, let's go to a normal product page. Well, one of the other issues here, um, they've got product form below the description which we don't like I'd, yeah i'd always flip it i want that product form up higher it drives me there's just a lot of unnecessary space here it's like you got this build your own case and then you got the rule between it like you we could really push all i think they have a pretty big header that's unnecessarily big like we could push a lot of this stuff up um i know you poo-pooed their search thing but i just want to point out here um that search thing up top, the placeholder text, what can we help you find? That's a great move because a, lo a like lot that. of times places leave it blank or they just put search in there. And we did this on a store. How much did the searches increase by when we actually made the search bar call to action more of a question than just a label? I don't remember, but it was significant. Yeah. It was something ridiculous, like search bar use increased by like 40% or something nuts. Which, yeah, 
a question is a a great customer service oriented call to action and prompts them to enter in the correct thing. What can we help you find? All right, you don't have to, when you use a search bar and you have it prominent and set up correctly, you actually don't have to worry quite as much about the importance of your main menu structure. And that's what Amazon, that's what all these major retail sites and marketplaces do. The main menu is like a total secondary thing to the almighty search input. Yeah, who goes through, so the, here who goes through the Amazon menu? No one. Yeah. Mm-mm. I can't say I've ever done that. The So what should I type in this search, search uh, Let's bar? buy some sport peppers. Oh, autocomplete. Okay. Search results for sport peppers. Is it sport or spore? Sport. It is? Huh. What's a spore pepper? Uh, so, yeah, we're going to regular, regular old jar of sport peppers. There's no images in the search results, but it includes the variants. Isn't that unusual? Uh, I don't think it includes the variants. Yeah. Three-pack, six-pack case. Oh. Five-gallon bucket. Oh, okay. You actually, like, I actually clicked on the product in the autocomplete. Oh, I got the search results. Okay. It also does it in a two-column grid, which is unusual. Yeah, you're right. The images are broken in the search results. Yeah, there's no images, and it's a two-column grid. Come on, guys. Maybe they're not broken. Maybe they're they're not meant to be there. That's just the layout. Well, it's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a search result implies a list, so ideally you'd want a list. Like, I want a single column. Uh, no, there is a figure class there. Uh, that has an image inside of it, but uh, for some reason, that image has a, load. a bunch of bad CSS on it to because the image is like a background image, so it doesn't like cause the item to expand. So yeah, it's just broken. They broke it. <laughs> so I click through to the Sport Peppers PDP product detail page, and yeah, there is. They had this huge story in the R Tradition page. And then the sport peppers description. This is like, it literally says the authentic Chicago style hot dog pepper. So this is, we need these. All right. There's just one line description. That's it. The label itself has more info. (laughs) Yeah. The original Chicago hot dog pepper sold in 16 ounce jars. Okay, great. Thanks. And there's a single photo. So anytime you're selling something in a a bottle or jar that has a label, whether it's beer, sport peppers, or nutritional supplements, you have that label saved as a file somewhere for printing. Just export that as a JPEG or ping, a ping, it's a graphic, uh, and upload that right here. That will, that will s- give people more info. That's the, now they can actually read the label as though they were in the store. I think that's an important thing to do. If your product is a label, just include this, a screenshot of the darn label. Uh, yeah. And so again, we have this thing. You can't buy one. You got to buy a three, six or a 12 pack. Um, but there's just, yeah, there's nothing here that's selling me on this product. The product description is eight words. Uh, there's nothing about Marconi. There's, like, not giant hero images of delicious hot dogs. Like, there's so many things they could do if they put in even a modicum of effort here, and they didn't do any of it at all. So I uh, I went to their Instagram, and it's not been updated in about a, in uh, over a month. But, like, obviously they've got a lot of food photos, and there's some good photos in there. So right there, they have a lot that those are lifestyle photos. They could for each product, you pick one like the authentic Chicago style hot dog. So put a picture of sport peppers on a Chicago style hot dog. And that's our second photo. First photo is the jar. Second photo is action shot. It is the hot dog. And then third would be the label. Already, I got more info out of this thing doing that. Yeah. 
Also, this thing, this theme suffers borderitis. There are so many horizontal, horizontal dividing everywhere. lines. Above the fold, I've got one, two, four. three, four, five for a product that has a two-line description. Um, yeah, I just think, I just think the lack of like photography or description text or anything is like a real detriment to what they're doing here. Yes. Um, so let's add a three-pack to cart. Um, that was a little too subtle in my mind when we click yeah, wow. add to cart. Wait, well, so this is a, a pet peeve for me, another one. If I click add to cart, what do you think I want to do next? Do you think I want to keep staring at that product detail page that I just stuck in my cart? Of course not. Just take me to, like, either open a modal that says, hey, what do you want to do here? Or just take me to the darn cart page, right? And we've shown, we've done studies personally that taking people to the cart page is a better choice. It, it'll almost always increase your reach checkout percentage. Now, the reason people push back against it is, oh, it'll lower my average order value. It really doesn't. Like, good, I, I promise, try it. It will not impact your average order value. Still, my favorite, though, is drawer cart. You're getting the best of everything with the drawer cart. The, cart, the advantage of that cart page, though, is you can make it function like a landing page um, where, like, you strip a lot of stuff out of it, and you can also like, get a lot more information in there. I also like that instead of, they don't call it shopping cart, the headline here is your cart. That will perform marginally better. Yeah, and the, also on this cart page, it's just update and checkout. I would prefer to see your checkout, proceed to checkout, something like that. Right. Proceed to checkout is the way to go. There's also a minor labeling issue here. Yeah. Uh, do you see, it says total, and then below total, it says shipping and taxes apply to checkout. So there's a word for what that line is then. It is a subtotal, right? Mm. Not a total. All right, so you well, could call it a subtotal, and then you get rid of the shipping and taxes apply to checkout line. Uh, we've got our ad special instructions, which is used exclusively for the build your own pack. <laughs> so what you yeah, so what you could do if you wanted to get fancy with this, you rename the ad special instructions. So it says like specify your Jardinera, you build your own pack here, and then uh, tell me if this would work. You're the theme developer. Could I wrap that in a liquid if then statement so it only appears if I have like if you know, cart contents product title is uh, Jardinera pack then it displays the add special instructions field. Yeah, I mean, you would just easily do that with, um, you give the build your own pack its own tag, and then say if the items in the cart, one of the items, any items in the cart contain that tag, which would only be that one item, if that shows up, then make that thing appear. Otherwise, don't have it appear. That's very easy. Gotcha. The other thing I don't, there's no, I don't see any like free shipping nudge anywhere. I don't know if they don't do it, or we just don't know what the threshold is. Yeah, there's no... Um, oh, you know what? Uh, my brother was all ready to go, and he got hit with surprise shipping charges during the course of his checkout, and he was mad about that. So we will be hit, be hit with our surprise shipping charges later. <laughs> it always stops me, especially when it's a the less expensive the item is. Like, if I'm spending 100 bucks and I get hit with $5 shipping, who cares? Like, I just bought some hard drives. That happened. I was like, I don't care about the shipping at that point. It's mildly annoying at best. And then... But if I'm buying an inexpensive item, like I wanted to buy a body scrubber to replace my crappy loofah, the item was 12 bucks and they hit me for $7 shipping. I was like, but I'm out. I took me like a month of thinking about it and almost buying it three times before I did it. You got to give me that free shipping threshold. Uh, yes, I agree. You want to head to the checkout? Yeah, let's go to the checkout. I'm in the checkout. Yeah. Not even styled. Like there's a little, well, there's okay, a little they added mark. the logo. 
but it's so but tiny. But of all their logos, they pick the one that's illegible. <laughs> but I mean, they right? have this... Like, dis- just use the... They have this distinctive red color. It's like, why aren't we using... I mean, the Marconi label, it's red and yellow. It's distinctive red and yellow. Why is this checkout not red and yellow? Yeah. Well, yeah, I want the uh, call, primary call to action buttons on the site were all red. So I want my buttons in the checkout to be red. And then we could probably do like a gold color for the links, maybe. Or just you leave them. Uh, the logo, yeah, I'm not sure why you would just reuse the logo from... Uh, the site itself because that worked that would fit here then it's consistent um yeah that's a, a bit of a, a misstep i don't i would love to see what the shipping how they set up the shipping options but the moment i do it it's going <laughs> to display my address all right i'm typing mine in okay let's see what they do to me calculating what i'm buying <laughs> 12 dollars worth of sport peppers I'm in the same county as them. It's being $12 of product is being shipped to the same county as the factory. $13 shipping. The shipping oh! is more than the product Ugh. I'm buying. All right. Bit of a, and there's no way out of it because they don't do free shipping. Yeah. You couldn't be like, all right, I'm going to buy one of everything. Like, make, make the free shipping threshold 35 bucks. And then I do like a sample pack of all different Marconi Foods products because I love the Jardinera. I love the Sport Peppers. All right, maybe I'll check out the pasta sauce and some of the other stuff they do. And then I get to 35 bucks. And The crushed tomatoes are very good. <laughs> See, I haven't tried them. And the, the free shipping then becomes the nudge to try the crushed tomatoes. I feel bad that we have, we have crapped on this Chicago institution. Well, they got to get their act together. I'm glad they have made their products available online. And then I also did, um, if you go to collection slash all and sort by popular, that gives you bestseller. And you were like, why did they list, you know, we were talking, why did they list the mild on the homepage? There's no way that's the most popular. You'd be right. The hot Jardinera is their number one selling product in this store. So it is odd that the third most popular product is the only one you could buy directly from the homepage, right? The, and then we're wondering, does anyone actually do this build your own case? And if they do, does this create this customer service nightmare? Well, I could tell you, Build Your Own Case is the second most popular product. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, like, clearly, if that's your second bestseller, you should put in the effort to figure out how to do this without it being a nightmare. For everybody involved. <laughs> Maybe we're wrong. Maybe it's just, like, it's fine for everybody. Uh, I don't know. They, if they ever want to be truly, if they ever want to be truly big, they need to get their act together. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I want. I'm. I need dots, pretzels, levels of success here. Correct. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're extremely successful. It's this storied uh, yeah, local they, they institutional have placed, brand. They have placement cool. in like every <laughs> every grocery store in the area. Yes. Now we're we're crapping on this website, but the reality is they're printing money hand over fist. I'm sure. One thing I do appreciate is if you go through their interior pages, like distributors and privacy, they're very clearly using a page template called page.narrow. Where the if you've got um, you know if you've ever read a newspaper or magazine, you've got those very narrow columns for the text. Well, it's because it makes it easy to read. If you have a, a piece of paper where the text is printed end to end, it makes it harder to read. So to encourage people to actually read a page, you make your column widths narrower. And um, you can see this like in emails too. They'll set the the column width narrow. And so I appreciate that the the privacy page and the distributor page have gotten that treatment. And then I head to the FAQ page and it's just literally, they've just made a page. It's not a special template and they've got the questions are bolded and then the answers are tab indented. I would, 
there's not too many questions, so I think it's fine. But I would love this if we just made the question text really big, so it's easier to find and read. Maybe they could be an accordion menu. If they had more stuff, we could group them together. I've, or am I just overthinking uh, You're it? overthinking it. This FAQ page is ah. fine. <laughs> All right, fine. All right. Any other thoughts on this site? I think that's it. I think, you know, if the Marconi people want to hire us, we will do work for product. <laughs> How many? That's a lot of Jardin. <laughs> well, lifetime supply. Yeah, it would be, be quite a lot. I mean, a five-gallon bucket is only 50 bucks. How, That's a lot of Jardin. How long would it take you to go through five gallons? I don't know that I've ever purchased food in a five-gallon bucket. A popcorn bucket is what? How many gallons is a popcorn bucket? No idea. Bucket? Two? Two? One and a half? I don't know. Well, it's hard to say. All right. Uh, that concludes our Marconi Foods teardown. The, that was fun. It was nice to do something different. Good. Um, and now I really want to eat something spicy. Anything else before we wrap it up? I think we're good. We've wasted these people's time long enough. I deeply apologize. So, as always, please join our Facebook group. Search on Official Shopify Podcast Insiders on Facebook. And I am so proud of that group. There are so many great discussions happening where what I love to see now is a majority of discussions are a person posts a question or a problem and the group comes and helps them out and figures out a solution. I learn a lot from that group now. And then often as I'm going through an approving post, if it's somewhere, I'm like, oh, I know the answer to that right away. Okay, then I will go and personally answer it. And I've seen you troubleshoot people's CSS bugs. That's always um, that's always nice to see. Or it's like, oh yeah, here, like that's this weird problem, but you know, because you've worked You've touched hundreds of themes at this point. You're like, well, here's the quick solution to that. It's always cool. And lastly, final note, wear your mask so that it covers your nose. All right? Yes. Yeah. Come it's on. It's not doing a lot when it, the nose is out. A lot of, seen a lot of noses out. That being said, I see yeah, you're, 100% mask wearing everywhere. At least like Cook County, people are people are going in all in on it. My and brother lives in McHenry that. County. This is a real Illinois joke. He's in McHenry County. I was like, so are they wearing masks there? He's like, mm, it's McHenry. Mm-mm. <laughs> so your wife is, uh, your wife's a nurse. Does, does she just like, does she scream internally or externally when she sees the improper mask usage? It's internal screaming. She's not looking to like yell at people. She has enough stress okay, in her job already <laughs> with the death. So she's not looking to cause more stress. All right. And on that note, let's end the show. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. Goodbye. One last thing. If you're new to e-commerce, you're probably thinking what we all were in the early days. Where the heck do I start? Product photography? Discount codes? A logo? Thankfully, there's a simple answer. Start with your theme. Your Shopify theme is your online storefront. Picking the right theme influences the way your store looks, how it works, how easy it is for visitors to see your brand's value. And that's what makes or breaks your conversion rate. With nearly a decade of experience building beautiful, performant themes, my friends at Out of the Sandbox are experts in knowing what it takes to make your store a success. From the unmatched speed of Turbo to the endless customization possibilities of Flex, their themes are designed to look great and, more importantly, help you sell more. Whether you want to upgrade your existing theme or launch a brand new online store, out of the Sandbox has a theme for you. Visit outofthesandbox.com and use promo code KURTS20 
for 20% off their best-selling themes, Flex and Turbo. Go to outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial, promo code KURT20 for 20% off Flex and Turbo. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.